You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV. And crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Monday, May 9th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is Slash Home Editorial Director Peter Soretta. And joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film news writer Ryan Scott. Happy Monday, everyone. How's it going? Uh, before we get into the spoilers, let's, um, you know, Ryan, you're here. You're our box office expert. So we should took, take a look at the weekend. And, uh, you know, this weekend, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse Madness came out and it actually hit bigger than expected. It did. Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, and look, this was, this happens a lot with these big blockbusters now where it feels like the estimates are a little on the conservative side. Um, so, you know, the, the productions kept going up. It started, I think around 150. it hit the tracking, uh, you know, and then, and then it, it kind of was like, maybe we'll get to 160 to 180 at the top end. But uh, and the and actually the numbers were just updated. So the, the weekend actuals were 187. Uh, is what it did domestically. It, the estimates were at 185, so it over-indexed a little bit. So uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, 187 domestic. And what's fun to think about is that the original in 2016 did 85 million domestic. And let's be clear, for a character very few people in the mainstream were familiar with at the time, <laughs> that was an excellent debut. Uh, yeah. But this speaks volumes about the fact that Doctor Strange has appeared in four of the biggest movies of all time now. 
um, in between his sequels. You know, Ryan, I, I used to be like a fan of pro wrestling. And in, in the world of pro wrestling, they used to call that giving the rub. And by that, I mean, like they would put, um, you know, they would have a big pro wrestler that like, you know, would sell tickets and sell seats, and they would give a new upcomer, you know, a chance to to be in the ring with that person. That person would get, you know, the, the term is the rub and, you know, coming off that match with the, the big guy, that person would now be worth more. Uh, you know, to to the organization, and I feel like Doctor Strange has gotten the rub. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's appeared alongside the Avengers. That's an excellent way to put it. And um, but I mean, like to be clear, like as a <clears throat> as a comic book fan, like Doctor Strange is a gigantic character in the world of Marvel Comics. But like, yeah, he never broke way broke through in the way that Spider Man had, or Superman, or Batman, or any other A list superhero that the public knows. But, you know, now Dr. Strange, he's about as these numbers indicate he and also on a global basis. Let's be clear here. Uh, it debuted with 265 International. So with that added two million, it had a four hundred and fifty two million dollar global debut, which way overperformed. That's the thing is the international numbers were much bigger because the original estimates were a little over 300 in its global debut. So it so it way over indexed overseas. So um yeah, it, it that's the thing is, is is very clear now that that Doctor Strange in and of himself can very much <laughs> sell a movie. Uh, but I mean, obviously, this movie, you know, in the marketing had a lot of intrigue for MCU people. But regardless, uh, uh, it's very clear that Doctor Strange and, and the potential of what a multiverse crazy horror Marvel film might offer was more than enough to. To, to get us to this point. So uh, second biggest uh, debut of the pandemic behind uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, uh, the only, you know, the only other thing I can say about the box office this weekend is uh, Morbius fell out of the top 20 entirely. Oh, wow. uh, box office mojo stopped counting dailies for the film as of a few days ago. And it <laughs> looks like it may have lost almost all of its U.S. theaters, uh, mm -hmm. which is absolutely incredible um for any marvel film of any kind uh a just stunningly stunningly big drop there so one other thing i wanted to mention about dr strange is it's interesting that it was like so front heavy in the weekend like friday made 90 million and then by sunday it was only 37.5 million so that's like a huge drop like uh that's not as uncommon as you would think because the thing is those friday numbers are always counting the thursday preview yeah numbers. yeah and the thing is now because there is also it Mother's be, Day. So there's probably less people going on Sunday to right. a movie called Doctor Strange. Totally. But the other Madness. thing is the other thing is that on, on Thursdays, it used to be just midnight screenings. And then it was like 7 p.m. Now there's screenings all day on Thursdays. Like the movie's basically open Thursday. <laughs> so those quote unquote Friday numbers are really Thursday and Friday. So so that yeah, that 90 million opening day is is insanely weighted with with uh you know the, the essentially two days worth of box office so well it even went yeah. to you know s saturday was 57.5 million and then it went down 35 percent for sunday so, so why i bring this up brian is you know you know you helped me out with my summer movie wager on the the film cast and it helped me uh you know do the research and putting together my list and i you know i put jurassic world number one and i put doctor strange number two and now after seeing this movie and seeing the 
buzz online, which seems to be very divisive. I'm now worried that maybe the other Marvel movie might overtake Doctor Strange domestically this summer because it's more fun and more, you know, maybe everybody can get behind it. Maybe, but I think the thing with Thor, you're discussing Thor Love and Thunder, I assume yeah, you're talking yeah. about, yes? Okay, so my thing here is that, yes, um, so I think the biggest thing is, you know, Thor Ragnarok built up a lot of goodwill for Thor Love and Thunder, uh, Natalie Portman coming back as Thor, there's a lot, and we, and we, we talked about these movies were going to be close anyway, um, but I think the thing is Thor has been a bigger character for longer than Doctor Strange, and I think we've sort of seen that even taking that into account, like Thor Ragnarok made, I think, less than $800 million worldwide. So, like, it kind of seems like Doctor Strange has has kind of gathered a bit more steam and goodwill than perhaps Thor has as an individual character. Mm. Um, so, I mean, yes. Now, the one thing I do believe is we need to be prepared for a big drop next weekend. You know, because, like, Doctor Strange has a B-plus cinema score, which is good, not great. Rotten Tomatoes would have you believe things are going pretty well, but there does seem to be a bit of like lukewarmness with some people online. We'll see. I'm prepared for like a 60 to 65% drop next weekend. But when you have a $185 million debut, that doesn't, that doesn't kill you by any stretch. Plus Dr. Strange doesn't have any big competition coming for a few weeks. So, you know, you're, you're pretty okay. I guess I'm just concerned because, you know, I'm looking at the, you know, my Twitter stream and that's very like a weird way of looking at things. But you mentioned the cinema score and that's one of the worst cinema scores in Marvel history. I mean, I, I'm sure uh, what Thor, Dark World and Eternals had worse, but this might be the third or fourth. Worst? Yeah, but I mean, but again, yeah. that's still but again, the, the you know, when your opening weekend is that good, you're, yeah. you're even even big drops aren't going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and plus, especially because I think what it's not till Top Gun Maverick, we have anything else that that is going to like be a direct because because Firestarter comes out next week and that's also on Peacock and you're hardly seeing anybody talking yeah. about that. That's not so, starting any fires. Yeah. And so uh, your really first kind of quote unquote big competition doesn't come until May 20th with Downton Abbey. And that's a different 20- audience different audience and then may 27th is when you get your big with top gun maverick and the bob's burgers movie so that's when dr strange is going to lose that top spot for sure but but if you look at i know we got to get moving here but real quick so (laughs) thor love and thunder comes out on july 8th but you don't get quite as much of a of a big cushion with thor love and thunder because the next weekend you have like four releases, but none of them are as big, but they're all there. And then, you know, you've got Nope coming out July 22nd and DC League of Super, Pe- Super, Super Pets and Bullet Train the following weekend. So Thor's not going to have as much time to breathe either. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Um, okay, let's get into the spoiler room. You know, if you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, please, you know, tune out now because we're going to spoil things. Uh, Ryan, you and I both give our brief reactions previously. Uh, I th- it, it, can you sum up your reaction to this movie in one sentence? Um, utterly personally disappointed. <laughs> okay, I think I looked at more than you. I thought it was weird and interesting, uh, yet very inconsistent, and uh, it felt like a movie that got a lot of um. 
<laughs> was was in the editing room and reshoots for a while. Sure uh, okay. was. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing a lot of people are talking about online, I, I we've even written an article about this is, and I, and it's one of the things I pointed out in my initial tweet about uh, this film is how gruesome and brutal this movie is. Like, this is the most gruesome Marvel movie yet. And people are, you know, like, this is PG 13. There's some, like some really, uh, you know, some people get cut in half. Some there's like you really get to see the violence on the screen in this. Like, do you think it was too gruesome for a Marvel movie? Uh, I wrote a thing about this, and and my my last little bit of the article sort of does sort of ruminate on that a bit. Like, as I just sort of wonder if families weren't expecting that. But at the same token, if you look at like historically, what a PG thirteen rating can be i don't necessarily think this is any worse than other pg-13 movies have been in the past in some respects and you know especially because a lot of the violence is like you know with like monsters and things like that i mean there is definitely some very overt violence in this movie but but it's like a lot of it's also kind of hidden too like we're we're in spoiler territory right we can just spoil stuff yes okay so like sure mr fantastic gets shredded but it's like you know weird like noodles because it's a stretchy person and then like you know the the black bolt definitely has the worst death in the whole death in the whole movie but like his head is caved in under his suit so you still don't fully see everything like i feel like it was definitely pushing it but it's you know i don't know that it's any worse than other pg-13 movies i've seen oh it definitely isn't worse i think it's just you know kids are going to see this sure but I, I, but i also yeah that's true but i also think like pg-13 is probably the widest birth of like it within the mpaa's ratings of like you know like the low end of pg-13 versus the high end of pg-13 there can be a big variance in there yeah um this movie was filled with some very strange moments not to be uh uh use that word uh but uh, let, let's go over some of them i i know valerie on the site wrote an article the strangest moments in dr strange and the multiverse of madness and I'll, I'll go through a couple of them here so uh strange in america go universe hopping this is a, a moment in the film that happens early on that i actually wanted to see more of i would have liked to seen other multiverse uh, even more multiverses and see even weirder stuff uh, it felt like it it went by too quick. What, what did you think of this whole sequence? Yeah, for like a movie that was billed as like the multiverse of madness, the large bulk of the movie was just spent in two universes. Yeah. Um. And and so, uh, yeah. I mean, like this part was cool, but I mean that was a that was pretty much it for a lot of the universe hopping. I mean, for the most part, it was you know two universes, and then you get a little glimpses here. Uh. I mean, you know, I don't know what else to say about it, that it was, you know, for, for what a lot of people might have been thinking that they were getting into, um, you know, uh, it, that was that th- th- this was kind of it for a lot of that. So it was a fun sequence, but, um, you know, it, it has a little little lackluster in terms of like delivering on the, on the promise in some ways. Yeah, I kind of wish like there was like one moment where they jump into like the Spider-Verse with actually Miles Morales uh, animated. I, I think that would have been fun. Maybe too, too zany, even for this movie. Um, let's talk about uh, America Chavez, this new Marvel character introduced in this film. Uh, at one point, she sees a bee and accidentally 
sends her both of her moms into another universe. <laughs> yes. Uh, such a weird moment, a weird sequence. By the way, I've heard a lot of um, a lot of the reshoots and uh, test screenings was around America Chavez. A lot of people didn't understand her character. A lot of people didn't care about her. And in the end, it seems like, for the most part, it seems to be the case in, it, with the final cut too. So it doesn't seem like they they accomplish much. But um, yeah, one of my biggest issues personally is that like I don't have a ton of attachment to America Chavez as a comic book reader, but like the Marvel universe has done a good job of making me care about characters I didn't care about even as a comic book reader. And America Chavez to me felt more like a plot device than a character. Uh, yeah. In the end, I didn't give a damn about her character. Like, and that's unfortunate because like they're you know, but. So, yeah, no, I, I fall in that camp squarely of, like, despite whatever they tried to do, maybe that didn't quite succeed. Uh, maybe the most, the, the strangest moment of the, this movie was when the both Doctor Strange are fighting and they're using, they're going to battle with musical notes. Yeah, yeah, some Fantasia going on there. Um I, I had a friend, actually, I ran into him uh, after seeing the movie, and he was like, he was mocking that sequence. So if pe people either love that or hate it. I'm I'm in the camp of that was awesome, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of, I you know, I felt like of two minds about it, even as I was watching it. I was like, this is inventive and interesting. It is by no means out of bounds for a character that is a sorcerer based in superhero comic books, um, let alone in a Sam Raimi movie. So like I was, even though it didn't do as much for me as it might have done for other people, I respected the kind of interesting swing there like that, that of, of my personal issues with this movie. And to be clear, I guess like where I land on this movie is that it's just resoundingly fine. Um, yeah, but like, yeah. but, but Dr. Strange means a lot to me, like as, as, as not even just comics, but like as a fictional character. So, you know, me really, my hopes for this movie were, were tragically high. Um, you know, so like, so where it landed is just, you know, so if I sound a little harsh at moments, it's just that, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a bummer. But so this is one of those moments in, in terms of my list of things that like would be a problem or would be something that I loved. It just falls squarely in the camp of like, OK, that happened. Let's move on. So I think the biggest kind of like reveal or twist of this movie is the Illuminati and their involvement, which Actually, you know, Marvel kind of gave away in the the later trailers and TV spots. They actually showed a lot. Yeah, um, not kind of. They full on gave this up. Yeah, it, I think it's in inverse to No Way Home where they didn't show any of that in the marketing or, you know, Sony didn't show any of it in the marketing. And I think that's because they knew that they had a, a great movie that people were going to love. And here they kind of like had to tease these cameos to get people to come out to th they thought that was probably be uh, best for, you know, them making money at the box office. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 you know, when I came out of the movie and I, I you know, I, I said there were some funny, fun cameos and stuff like that. Uh, it seems like now the, the reaction to the reaction is that uh, it's surprising that there weren't more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think what a lot of people and look, to be very clear, I, I was hoping this wasn't going to devolve into a meaningless cameo festival. 
like because <laughs> because that th- th- this had every possibility to do that. Um, but yeah, the cameos we did get, I mean, were you know they were interesting, but I mean they weren't the ton. It was really le- relegated to that one scene, and uh, you know. Um, the do, internet do you think the scene like like I was the one thing I was shocked about the scene is they introduced this the set of characters and within like I want to say like a period of a minute or two they're all like completely annihilated decimated well I mean you probably have a, like a 10 minute chunk of the movie where like you're meeting the Illuminati they're sort of judging Dr. but yeah well you're right once oh, the I, fight I, well, I mean begins, once they uh, yeah once yeah, the... once the fight begins Wanda just <laughs> you know I mean and look if you're gonna do it do it if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna say in this movie we're gonna give you everything you want and then take it away from you in a matter of a couple of minutes you know commit to that idea and do it uh you know cool you the internet you wanted John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic this badly here you go. He shredded two noodles, <laughs> you know, like, and you know, like you, you wanted captain Carter in live action. You got it. We're going to let her almost live, but then absolutely get killed to death. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, like, you wanted Patrick Stewart back as uh, professor yep. Xavier in the Marvel cinematic universe. Well, you got it. And you even got him in the chair and, Oh, he's dead. Yeah. We're going to break the shit out of his neck. Just like, just, you know, in like a, <laughs> You know, and I think that's the fourth time Professor X has had to die in a movie. Like, like I think yeah. Patrick Stewart now has died. Like, it's crazy. But no, so like, I uh, that's one of those things that like, if especially if it hadn't been revealed in the trailers, like to get to the Illuminati and then have that happen would have been pretty wild. And I actually liked most of that sequence. That was probably my favorite chunk of the movie, actually. Especially then after that, you get to like the most like horror show of the whole movie when wanda's like chasing them through the tunnels and like oh, that's yeah, like a straight yeah. up horror movie for a couple of minutes that was really cool and especially even as much as like wanda being the villain didn't work for me at all the notion of like wanda possessing a version of herself from the multiverse and like using that avatar to like cause death and destruction was pretty cool like that part worked for me yeah that that, that is a cool idea um, before we get to that, though, because I think we're skipping over some stuff here, I think the most interesting of the Illuminati that appear here is they actually had Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show, which wasn't considered part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I guess now it is in another multiverse. They have the actor reprising his role as Black Bolt in in this the scene. That's kind yeah, of Ans- Anson Mount. Yeah, yeah, getting getting a little bit of a. What do you say? A 10 minute redemption arc here. That's kind of insane, right? Like, I don't know that 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 is totally unexpected for me. I absolutely love inhumans in the comics and particularly, particularly black bolt as a character. And so that inhuman show, like I remember when they announced they were doing an inhumans movie, I was like, hell yeah. And then they like bailed on that and they're like, it's an ABC series. I'm like, what an interesting idea. And just to give people an idea uh, the Inhumans TV show that aired on ABC currently has an 11% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this is not something that anyone loves. Um, and uh, so, but then it's kind of a fun idea. You're like, okay, fine. We're going to kill Black Bolt. Why don't we just kill the one nobody liked? <laughs> you know, like, uh, but it's I also interesting because nobody saw it too. So it's like, you're putting this thing in there that like only, who's going to recognize them? 
But also, but I think that's why it doesn't matter, right? Like the the few people that do recognize it are like, oh, that's interesting. And then it just sort of probably works on a different level for people who don't know. Because other people who don't know, they're just watching this like, oh, these are other heroes from other universes. Oh, this is Black Bolt. I don't know who that is. And maybe I don't care because this is a multiverse. And that's (laughs) sort of built into the concept of it for the general audience. And then, like, it's interesting that they don't even let Anson Mount, like, have his mask off. Like, they just have his face covered. Like, I just wonder how much they paid him to be like, hey, you want to come revisit, like, the worst thing of your career real quick? Yeah. I mean, he came. I mean, you know, if you're offered a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie you say yes so yeah yeah that actually opens up a whole discussion about krasinski's role in this whole thing and and what that might mean later does does that confirm that krasinski because they're making a fantastic four movie um who's john watts is no longer directing it or no john watts was out of it yeah john watts is no longer directing we don't know who's directing it right now right has not been confirmed, but, uh, you know, that Krasinski fellow's made himself a couple of big-ass movies here in the last few years. Oh, yeah, you were trying to you were trying to pitch that last me week. And the whole, me and the entirety yeah. of the internet. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. the, the, the fact that Krasinski is playing Reed Richards in this multiverse, does that confirm that Reed Richards in the 616, the MCU multiverse, is he going to play Reed Richards in that? I think what's interesting is it opens up two possibilities because like largely up to this point, the multiversal variants have been like versions of those actors that we've seen, like the JK Simmons, J Jonah Jameson is different in 616, but is still kind of the same guy from Raimi's Spider-Man movies at the same time though. Although no way home, no way home has different Spider-Man. Right. So, but like, so at the, right. So we, and I was just going to say like Loki, you have like, you go as far as like alligator Loki, (laughs) you know, like, so, so, so it gives you the option to say, let's say Krasinski wants to direct this movie. Let's say he wants to do more of it. He can be your guy, but he does not have to be your guy. So like you've now opened the door for either possibility. So no, I, I think that, I think that Marvel might like him to be the guy. But I also think that I'm not sure. I, I one of the interesting things I consider. I, I almost wonder if he wouldn't be interested in directing the movie, but still not being the main Mister Fantastic, <clears throat> which would be interesting. Like he did his moment as Mister Fantastic, but then he just like he just directs the movie and doesn't star in the movie, like the, as the main Mister Fantastic in the MCU. It. I guess what I'm saying is like all possibilities are on the table at this point. I like the idea of like taking the hatchet to these like the whole cameo craze with like this whole sequence and it's a fun sequence but now a part of me is kind of like does this do these characters dirty like you know Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel uh, you know that character is going to appear in future things and obviously Reed Richards is going to appear in future things and they were taken out so easily so like you know well, in you know, I don't know, like, does that do a disservice for their characters, like the, the strength I, of their I, characters? No, I don't think so, because, like, if you look at, if you go back to Avengers Endgame, when Wanda got, like, really pissed off at Thanos, if he hadn't, like, had his ship, like, launch its entire payload, like, Wanda might have crushed Thanos to death, you know, in that moment. Like, so it's been pretty built up that Wanda's extremely powerful, especially when she 
kind of loses her cool. Um, and uh, th- that's more or less consistent with some stuff we've seen in comics, like not just with Wanda, but like also like Jean Grey is very uh, in that category yeah. of like when Jean Grey loses her cool, like she is kind of one of the biggest forces to be reckoned with in, in Marvel. And uh, and and so I I I I think I think a demonstration of just how far gone Wanda was um, wasn't necessarily out of bounds because if you're gonna again I don't like the decision but if you're gonna do it you better do it if you're gonna say Wanda's now bad you know for whatever fine I I'm not gonna argue about the motivations or whatever but like you know that then you better do it. And this is just some universe within the multiverse. Cool. Kill all those people. Who cares? You know, like we're not going to see him again. What does it matter? There's, there's going to be another Reed Richards and there's going to be, you know, this is not our Captain Marvel. And this is not even, I guess it's technically the Captain Carter we met in what if maybe, but like, you know, it, it, these aren't the versions of the characters we've come to know. These are just a version of the character. Yeah. So I sort of, you know, like I said before, if you're going to do that idea, commit to it. And this is a way to do it. By the way, I you know, I was one of those people that was like, I want to see Krasinski as Reed Richards. And now that I've seen him as Reed Richards, I actually don't want him as Reed Richards. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked him, but I also think it was such a small sample size and such a weird way to have to introduce that version of the character. I think there I think there's other people that can absolutely do it. I just think that, like, it's an example of people sort of going like, here's a look that we like. And we like yeah. the way that Krasinski looks as Mr. Fantastic. Does that always translate to like the best version? No, it doesn't always translate to the best version. Same thing of like, you know, sometimes you don't like the way someone who is cast in a role looks for that role, but then they, then they just crush it once they are, you know, in, in once, once you get to see it. So it just, it's, it's an example of that sort of the, the, the inverse of that whole thing. Okay, you mentioned earlier that you do not like Wanda's arc in this. No, so, uh, no, not at all. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, okay. I, before I ramble about it, can I? How did it work for you? Did this work for you? Did this feel earned for you? Did Wanda going full evil? Because let's be clear, that's what she did. Did that work for you? Well, before we talk about me. Um, you know, there's been some talk of like, you know, does this movie work if you haven't seen WandaVision? And I actually have a friend who saw it and didn't see WandaVision and he was so confused. He did not, he did not understand what was going on. Why did Wanda have kids? What was like, I don't know. I, I don't think, I think a lot, I've seen some critics say that like Marvel did a good job of making it so that if you've seen WandaVision, you got more out of it. And then, if you didn't, it it's explained within the text of the movie. And I actually thought that when I saw it, but after talking to my friend, I actually don't think that's the case. I think they think they did that, but I don't think it's a, a, a quite accomplished here. Um, I will say this. I was one of those people, people that listened to um, us go through the the breakdown of, of one vision as it was airing. I wasn't one of those people that thought that, in the end of that series that she was uh, that she had gone through with the arc that I think some people had thought she did. Like, I didn't think that she was as mournful to the people of Westview. Like she didn't even like, you know, she walked right past them. She could have like apologized. I don't know. I, I, I did not feel like her, like she had learned anything. So I know there's a lot of people that see this and, 
it's kind of like the same arc again of yeah. her like yeah. not willing to give up the, the you know this thing that she lost and her you know using her powers to hurt other people to get that back and you know it is that is good criticism that we're you know going through the same arc again but you know that happens a lot in movies and and sequels and stuff it's basically people dealing with the same issue in a different way uh but um i don't know what did you think well, none of you, bro, I hadn't thought about it because, yeah, like the WandaVision thing like this, this, this absolutely relied on you watching WandaVision. And um, I didn't particularly enjoy WandaVision by the end of it. I thought it was three episodes too long and, and I kind of thought it was a little underwhelming by the end of it. But I think what might have helped for your average audience member, like if you had sort of tied vision into it and then you said like she wants vision and the children they had. Like you could have just been like, oh, I guess her and Vision had kids or something like, you know, then like your average audience member might have been a little more tied into it. But by ignoring Vision entirely and just looking to these kids, nobody knew existed if you didn't watch the show. Yeah, that's got to be confusing. Um, you, you know what? There's another weird thing about this. If you if you can't think too hard about this, but I, I'm one of those people that does think too hard about these things. But like she created westview and she created that life with vision and she created those kids right in wandavision yeah why would those kids exist in other multiverses if they were just like it's not like she knew that they exist in other multiverse like i'd feel like that was like a thing a thing that she created that like it, it's like you ryan drawing on a piece of paper that you wish you had a cow named betty just because you drew it on the a piece of paper doesn't mean another multiverse. You have a cow named Betty. Well, I, I would offer, I would offer that in the movie, they do a lot of work to try to explain how the multiverse works. And there's the whole dream walking thing, but there's also the whole idea that dreams are just things that exist somewhere in the multiverse. Yeah. And Wanda in her own way, dreamed up her kids. So like there's an, there's a version of this that explains that like her, her sort of manifestation of those dreams were just was manifesting things that she had dreamed that exist within the multiverse. And it probably would have happened in another multiverse because it was something she deep down wanted. Okay. That, 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 that is easily, this was a nitpick and I admit it's a nitpick. So um, yeah, but, 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 but no, for me, it, it comes down to the idea that yes, I understand that Wanda was possessed by the dark hold and that's essentially why she became so evil. But I think it would have made a little more sense if like maybe that was like a first arc problem in this movie, like a first act problem. And then like you sort of are like, what would Vision think? And then she's like, oh, right. Yeah. Like that. this is totally evil of me. What the hell am I doing? You know, like and then like and then and then maybe you find out that there's like another villain pulling the strings or that it's like nightmare or something. Because I just think having Wanda be full on evil the whole way and you not thinking to be like. To, to present her with like, look at how much wrong you're doing it up until the end of the movie. I don't know. It, it, it just struck me as an odd beat. Like, cause I don't think Wanda's intentions were nearly this evil in WandaVision. You know what I mean? Like, and, and for a character that is firmly an Avenger and firmly like her whole redemption arc was, you know, age of Ultron. She's a bit on the side of wrong, but because she had just been, poorly informed and so she was a fully redeemed avenger and she you know she she you know made her mistake in civil war and 
you know, mourned and, 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 and felt terrible about that and, and has had to fight her way to redemption this whole way. And then for her, and then to just kind of do her dirty by saying, ah, she's a villain now, you know, I don't know. It just, it just seemed, it didn't really seem earned. It seemed counter to a lot of things that have happened to her in the MCU up to this point. And then to just bury her in a mountain of rocks at the end, like, I don't know, you know, it just, it just didn't, uh, if you're going to do a multiverse of madness movie, I got to imagine there was a cooler villain in there somewhere. And there was a way to maybe not have Wanda be the villain the whole way, but maybe have that be a part of it and, and redeem her. Do, do the normal comic book thing where she's the villain and then another villain comes along and then they have to team up to go against the other May, the bigger villain. I, I don't know if that's maybe the way you do it, but I just know that for me, this this really didn't work, and it yeah. really ran counter to what I thought her arc was, and and I felt you did, I felt it did that character dirty, frankly. I, you know, there's a lot of people that have that uh, sentiment, so I, you're you're not wrong. I I feel like I, I I like I said, I didn't feel like she grew as much as a lot of people thought she did in One Division. At the end of that, I think. <clears throat> You know, she put to rest vision, but I I think she wasn't I don't know. I, I don't think she cared what she did to those people of Westview. I, you know, I, and I'm I with know. you. I don't think she I don't think she 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 grew as much as some people like to think she did at the end of WandaVision. But I also don't think that. And again, I understand the dark hold is a big part of this. But yeah. like, you know, you have not only Doctor Strange, but you also have Wong here that can be like. I just feel like their ability to fight be fight against that might have been a, enough to to get Wanda away from to divorce like good Wanda from bad Wanda like before it got this out of hand. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just I I can't help but wonder if that was possible and uh yeah, I don't know. Like I understand like the idea of demonstrating how powerful she is great especially when she loses her temper or whatever, but like it just it just as as being the movie's main core whole villain it 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 really just it just soured for me like quickly like it was like really like i just kept asking myself that as it kept rolling on like i don't know it's kind of weird how the marketing kind of held back on her being the villain until the later trailers like it kind of pushed the whole you know evil doctor strange thing um, yeah it very much it very much held on to that secret uh yeah for better or for worse i don't know yeah um uh, t speaking of dr strange let's talk about his arc really here because in the first dr strange i don't really feel like stephen strange had much of an arc do you know what i mean I, I, i've seen that criticism um you know it's not like he learned a lot in that um but here you know he, he goes to that, this other universe the 838 and he finds out that uh, there's some, this memorial of he died fighting Thanos. Um, he was this big hero in this universe, but then Dr. Strange real learns that the 838 strange became mad with power and ended up actually destroying an entire multiverse because of it. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it sets up is our strange is our Dr. Strange going to follow a similar path. And there's this, there's also like this parallel between Dr. Strange and Scarlet witch uh, you know, because she's another magical being that is being lured into evil and selfishness. And, you know, it's kind of a mirror kind of thing there. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, in the in the very telling moment at the end, America asked Dr. Strange to suck 
her powers out of her, basically killing her. This is the thing that we saw in his dream in the, the beginning of the movie. Um, and uh, basically, instead of that, he kind of teaches her how to use her powers. Why, why didn't he teach her how to use her powers earlier? I don't know. But um, yeah, that's that's another thing. Like, because that that moment, boy, you want to talk about it. But I didn't even think about that till, again until just now. But like that moment really falls flat of like believe in the spirit of yourself and then like she suddenly does and it's just like okay yeah like i don't know that was a pretty that was a pretty cheese ball moment that happened at a convenient time but what do you what do you think of dr strange's arc in this movie in this movie i so in this movie is where it frustrates me i i push back a little bit against in the first movie because i think he grew a lot uh like he was an arrogant arrogant prick who only cared about himself and and by the end of it i feel like he definitely embraced his role his larger role within you know the universe and and what he could be and 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 helping others other than himself and i i think dr strange is one of the best origin stories in the history of comics and but part of what i like about that origin is that once he's past that origin his arrogance in the comics seems to come into play that like no no okay cool you worry about protecting new york I am protecting all of reality and it is tough for you to understand where I'm at. Like, you know, it, it, like there's even like the bit in the civil war comic where he's just like, Hey, I'm sitting this one out guys. You know, just like, you know, I love, I love, you know, like, and, and like, but, but like his reasoning is so profound and interesting. And so I, I was sort of hoping that within this movie he would, cause, cause definitely by the time you get to like infinity war, he is very much like in sorcerer Supreme mode. And, and he, he is very much seemingly doing the right things and concerned about the, the greater good. And as he should be um, here, he kind of falls a little bit more back into the, into the, you, you don't get as much development as you maybe like. And, and yeah, cause then the beginning, there is a little bit of like, you know, painful growth where he's got to say goodbye to Christine and, and he's handling that maturely enough. And, and, um, but you know, like the not bowing to Wong thing, like until the end, like that's a little childish and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 and definitely like seeing the multiversal versions of himself that are like more destructive than they are helpful. Like that sort of runs counter to the version of Dr. Strange that I care for, um, in the comics. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like his arc was a little stunted here. Um, especially because the ending is so weird. Like the ending of this movie is so strange. Like that ends on just such a bizarre beat uh yeah, yeah like i i that boy as far as like things that really didn't work for me in this movie like ugh, like that's okay, a let's moment. get let's get to that in a second yeah. um before we get to that let's talk about america chavez we've both expressed our disappointment uh a little bit with that character i will admit her power is really cool the the being the only person in the world that can travel between the multiverses uh that's that's awesome uh she didn't look like she came from a place where they had the United States. Like she was part of the United States. I don't. I I know her name's America, and then she has this jacket that has like stripes and stars on it. So I don't. Is there? I, I haven't really read anything about the character in the comics, but is there any explanation for this, Ryan? Like I I, I do not understand what is going on here because it seems like she's from our multiverse, but she clearly isn't. Uh, I mean, there certainly wasn't an explanation within the movies. Um, again, I've only, I, I, I've only encountered America Chavez like in passing in comics I've read. Like I've not read any of her solo stuff. Like she's, she's popped up and stuff that I've read, but like, you know, not, 
Um, I'm not one of those comic guys that like stands on ceremony. If I don't know something, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, yeah, I've like, she's, she's been like, oh, hi, America Chavez, you know, like more or less like as happens but, but, in mainstream. But do you stuff. think it, it's weird? Like when we were introduced to her, it seemed like she was like in this, like out in the desert, there's like a rock. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember what it looked like in my mind, but it looked like an alien world that didn't look like she was yeah no it's it's all very bizarre it it, it doesn't make any sense and and again that goes to the whole point of it was more important for her to be a plot device than it was for her to be a more fleshed out character um because like if we have questions about that stuff like you needed a way to get through the multiverse and she became that way um got to imagine there might have been a more interesting way to do that but but uh yeah no so no, there isn't much of an explanation that I can think of, and and it, that doesn't really make much sense when you think about it. I hadn't thought about it till now, but you're right, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's 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 a thing that really doesn't work for me, and 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 it's kind of a failing of the movie for sure. I, I get fixated on these like little weird details. I don't know why, but that's what my mind gets fixated on. Well, but like okay, even let's... if you look at oh go ahead. well can I make like one last point? Real yeah, quick yeah. Before we move on because like if you look at like something like Captain America: Civil War where they were very effectively able to introduce you to yet another new Spider-Man and Black Panther. And they both felt satisfying enough while knowing there was more to do. Like you did that two of those in a movie that had a lot to handle. And this movie couldn't handle one of those that felt like a pretty big failing. Yeah. Yeah. uh, For sure. Okay. So you mentioned your disappointment with the ending of the film. Uh, Why were you disappointed? (laughs) It just was weird. Like, I and like, I just like, it's just, oh, I'm walking down the street. No, no, there's the other eyeball in my head. And oh, no, that's the, I'm not away from whatever all that was. And I don't know. It just felt, it was like a weird beat to end on. I don't know. It just, it just felt like, I mean, am I, were you no. like, oh, that was an excellent way to end the movie? Like, how did you feel about it? I was confused because, like, what yeah, does I was it confused. mean that he has a third eyeball? I, I, that's what I'm saying. I was confused, completely confused as to what that meant. Like, I, you know, I, I, I've said this many times. I'm not the most astute observer of film. Like I, I tend to be a pretty surface level watcher, but like that was pretty confusing to me. And I, I feel like whatever explanation someone might have is going to be woefully unsatisfying to me anyway. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't really need Dr. Strange to have a third eye in his goddamn head. And like, and especially because it's still there in the post credit scene, not to jump ahead or anything, but so clearly that's something we're going to be dealing with whenever he does return because the credits make it clear Dr. Strange will return because Benedict Cumberbatch loves big paychecks. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's jump to that credit scene. So, um, okay, so what happens is Charlie Theron shows up and is like, I, Marty, I need your, we need to go back to the future. And they're like, <laughs> 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 I hadn't uh, thought of it that way, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, and, and like, I don't know, everybody in the theater is like, who is that? Even like people that like know Marvel that were sitting next to me at the premiere, like, you know, big Marvel, were like, who is she supposed to be? I, don't I mean, know, like, I knew, like, I knew because I'm yeah. like big in Doctor Strange. Like, I was excited to see her. I've been waiting for Clea. But yeah. like, but like that, you know, and Charlie Theron's about as big of an actor as you get. So that was cool for me. But like, yeah, I can understand how it didn't really mean anything to people who had no idea. Wait, since you know who she is, Ryan, explain to everybody out there that might be questioning, like, you know, who is she playing? What what does this mean? Uh, who is Clea? 
Okay, so I'll explain this in like is because like again, I'm I am not a walking Wikipedia page. Yeah, the comics yeah. I read are not imbued; they're not like imprinted in my brain perfectly. But so the 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 simplistic way to put it is, if you look at like Peter Parker, if you look at Spider Man, he's got yeah. his two women. He's got Mary Jane Watson and and um, uh, Gwen, Gwen Stacy. He's got his two very different, you know, the women in his life. Doctor Strange has two very. He has Christine Palmer. And he has Clea and Clea is, is whereas Christine Palmer's just a, you know, a, a woman from earth. Clea is a, is a magical presence from elsewhere in, in other dimensions. And, you know, she has ties to Dormammu and uh, she ends up, you know, being kind of saved by strange and they end up developing a relationship. And, but, you know, like their relationship makes a lot of sense, both from like a hero perspective and, you know, like a personal perspective because they are both like, you know, magical beings. And, and so it, 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 but yeah, so she's kind of like the, the Gwen Stacy or maybe, well, maybe she's more of the, the Mary Jane, but like, but, but, but like, you know, she's, she's a lot more closer. She's a lot closer to his world. Um, you know, so, so yeah, that, that's kind of who Clea is, um, in the loosest terms possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so she shows up. Uh, she wants to take him. Wait, did she even say where she's going to take him? I don't even remember. Exactly it sort what of happened. looked like the dark dimension to me. Like if you look dark up, dimension, like there's yeah. the there, there's the bit in the first Doctor Strange where we see because again she has ties to Dormammu, so like we see like Dormammu's dark dimension in the first Doctor Strange, and I even have like a shirt with like the dark dimension stuff on it, or the dimension of death is another one that maybe, but it sort of looked a little more the imagery looked a little like that to me. So maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I don't think they said explicitly. Okay. We have an article on the site from Whitney. I'm going to read uh, what they wrote, but wasn't Dr. Strange supposed to be suffering right now? Wasn't the opening of the third eye meant to denote that he had gone too far this time that he was now infected with the stink of weirdness or wickedness and that he has to contend with the fact that he now has a demonic, he, he, may now be a demonic entity wasn't his monkeying with the dark hold supposed to have dot 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 consequences after multiple films of dr strange making bad decisions and allowing himself to commit increasingly extreme acts in times of desperation dr strange was supposed to finally be facing the music one can possess corpses and uh, split reality open so many times before they must have to pay the piper so that that was uh, the explanation for the third eye, but then like it's like oh no, we need you for another zany adventure, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. One of the interesting like Jason Aaron's run in the comics that came out, I believe it was around 2016. That was time to the last movie. Um, they sort of, as Marvel often does, they relaunch the main title around a new movie or something. Um, one of biggest one of Jason Aaron's biggest things in the comics was that like all of this magic and all of this meddling does come with a price. And like, that was one of the biggest things that was like explored in his run. And so for anyone that kind of likes that notion that Whitney's touching on there in that article, um, uh, that was Whitney's article, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, 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 you know, that's an interesting, but I, but again, I think there's better ways to explore that than let's put an eye on your head. Like the other guy had, I don't know. I, I uh, oh, Sinister Strange had it. Now you have it. Ooh, I don't know. Some seat, some 
some nice visual effects artist now getting a paycheck to put a third eye on Benedict Cumberbatch's forehead for the next movie. You know, like, yeah. great. Good for that guy. It's going to be so distracting. It um, really is. Well, this Marvel movie does the thing that most Marvel movies does, where it has one credit sequence and then has another credit sequence. The first one kind of tees, tees up uh, something future in the MCU, and then the second one is mostly a, a funny joke. The second one was Bruce Campbell's cameo. If, if those of you who out there don't know, Sam Raimi directed Bruce Campbell in the Evil Dead series of movies and, and a bunch of other stuff, right? Um and that they're good friends and he basically puts bruce in does he put him in every one of his movies i mean he even stuck a lot him in of dark them. man so like i'm pretty sure I've, I've not seen every single sam raimi movie but but yeah. Um, yeah i think he usually appears in some way like in you know the original spider-man he was the announcer who actually gives spider-man his name uh in, in in the uh wrestling ring and uh so here he's in that universe selling the pizza balls i think Is, was that him i think it yeah was he was yeah he that yeah that's that he was selling the pizza balls to america chavez by well, the way I, she thought america chavez, america chavez thought the food was free in this universe but they were not <laughs> well i i just want to say as a disney parks fan I don't know what a pizza ball tastes like, but I want to find out. So please bring the pizza balls to Avengers Campus from the other multiverse because I want to try them. Um, but uh, what did you think of Bruce Campbell's cameo in uh, this movie? God bless Bruce Campbell for just being willing to ham it up. <laughs> he, Because, I mean, God, does he go hammy with that? Like, it oh, is yeah. really just like... I mean, it was a little cringy in some ways, but it's like, good for you, man. I'm I'm happy you were willing to do that because Jesus, like my favorite cameo of all time for Bruce Campbell is actually the one as much as I don't like Spider-Man three, his Spider-Man three cameo is so fun because it's so hammy. But like this was similar to that, but I don't know. Well, if what was his Spider-Man three cameo? I don't the one where off. Peter's finally going to propose to Mary Jane and he's the major uh... D at the restaurant and he's like doing the zany thing with the ring back and forth. It's super fun. And like, so, so I like that Bruce Campbell just willing to, you know, dive in and be like, what do you need, Sam? Let's go. Okay. This, uh, wouldn't be a Marvel spoiler discussion if we didn't end this with, you know, what is this, what is the end of Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness mean for the future of the MCU? Uh, luckily we have an article on slash com that you can read all about it, but I thought we'd, uh, talk about this. Let's start first with, uh, America Chavez, um, who, you know, this is a question I've gotten a lot from people since seeing the movie, Ryan, is like, why now that America Chavez can knows how to jump to other multiverses, why doesn't she jump to the multiverse with her parents and reunite? And what my immediate answer is, she doesn't know which multiverse they're in. Yeah, I think that's explained and, like several times. But... Then everybody says back to me, well, Dr. Strange was able to find out which multiverse Wanda was in. Why can't Dr. Strange do that for America to reunite her with her parents? What a good looking question. <laughs> and you know what? I don't have an answer for that. My only answer is like, oh, he can't use that. The dark. Or he can't use whatever dark magic. He did to do that anymore. He's a changed man, which is kind of a, I don't know. It kind of doesn't seem right that he wouldn't help America find her parents. But uh, yeah, especially because at the end, she's just like, cool, I'm going to be 
I also don't think I don't believe America Chavez is a sorcerer in the comics. So like that's an interesting <laughs> weird place that we end up with her that she's like, oh, I'm a sorcerer now. Thanks, yeah, adopted she's... dad. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like that's kind of that that also really didn't land for me. I guess. What do you think she? What do you think her future is in the MCU? Oh God, I don't know. Same thing. I have that same thing with Ned too. After No Way Home, I'm like, the hell is Ned a sorcerer now? I don't know. You know, like I I, I just uh. I have no idea. It feels like the MCU is increasingly setting up all these threads that it just doesn't have time to pull. Um, like I was talking about this in our Slack earlier and you jumped in a little bit that like the Mordo we met in this movie was a Mordo within the multiverse. The Mordo we met in the original Doctor Strange was set up as a villain and the post credit scene was setting that up as a big deal. And we haven't met Mordo since that movie came out. So what the yeah. hell is Mordo doing? You know, like, so like, you know, it, and, and that was a big deal. And Mordo has a gigantic arc in the comics. That's very satisfying and interesting that we haven't even touched on yet. So well, I, th- I think we'll get that. I, I think we'll still get that. And what I jumped in on our, our Slack channel is like devil's advocate a year and a half after the events of Dr. Strange, there was this thing called the, the snap that happened. Devil's advocate, maybe Mordo got snapped away and. He's been gone for a, a grand total of two years. Uh, still enough MCU, time. So. Still, still, still weird that it hasn't been addressed really. Yeah. But, but anyway, point being, it seems like in some ways the MCU is getting a little big for its britches with some of this stuff. And that like, yeah, there's a lot of weird little dangling threads that God knows when these things are going to come up again. Uh, the only other, the only thing I can think with America Chavez right now is that it seems increasingly like we're going to get a young Avengers thing, uh, be it a movie or a TV show uh god please don't do it as a tv show but uh but um uh yeah so she could fit into that bill for sure like you know you you kate bishop you do um you do kate you do you do america maybe ned's a sorcerer at that point who knows (laughs) um uh i know i'm forgetting some people oh you do uh after ant-man 3 you get cassie lang in there you know, so it seems like the pieces are getting moved around the table for a for a Young Avengers thing. So maybe that's it. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Um, Doctor Strange. So I guess uh, I, I mean, you might be right. Maybe uh, I mean, the next one is with him and Clea. I mean, that's obviously true because we saw that in the end credit scene. And it's probably going to have something to do with the dark uh, dimension or dark universe and uh Maybe Mordo is involved. Like, what would you like to see next for Strange? Uh, are we talking within the bounds of things that could actually happen, or things that I just like, <laughs> like a dream, like just a just a straight up dream thing? Okay, let's hear your dream. Okay, so there is a one of the greatest single Marvel comics arcs you could ever hope to read. Uh, is um, uh, there is a a, a comic blues from the mid eighties, eighty six, I want to say. Uh, it's called Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom Trial and Torment. Uh, Mike Mignola of Hellboy fame actually illustrates it. Uh, and it is a Doctor Strange story that is heavily tied with Doctor Doom. And it is one of the best, if not the single best Doctor Strange story ever told outside of his origin story. And uh, the Fantastic Four are getting rebooted. We know Doctor Doom's going to be out there. Uh, the, the This could, the, the, this is sitting right there for you to do. And uh uh, th- that's, that's, uh, that's one I'd really like to see. Uh, the one I've seen brought up a lot is the oath, uh, which is a Dr. Strange story. A lot of people seem to like more than I do. Uh, that one seems like it could happen maybe a little closer. It has to do with Wong and 
you know, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so just like dream, dream, wish do triumph and torment and, uh, and, and do Dr. Doom, right. And, and, uh, and let's have a good time. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, Ryan. I hope it does for your sake, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Wong and I, I don't know what the MCU is doing. You mentioned uh, with Ned. I don't know what the MCU is doing with Wong because I don't understand why he is even the Sorcerer Supreme at this point. Like, why isn't why isn't uh, Strange the Sorcerer Supreme? I don't. Well, I don't, I don't understand because, what this because Wong was the Sorcerer Supreme for five whole years. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it's fair to just like. I don't think it's fair for a white doctor to go take an Asian man's job, you know, just because he's back now. Yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah. Cause that's kind of the whole problem with Dr. Strange's origin story in the first place. Like, is that it is kind of like a white savior thing a little bit. Um, like he kind of, he kind of does come like Dr. Strange's origin story is essentially taking a very good job from an Asian guy who should have had it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, you know, like that's a lot of where like Mordo's bitterness comes from in the comics originally is that like, you know, this this white doctor with broken hands comes in and swoops in and is like, oh, now you're the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, so I think it's fine because I think it's also largely entitled, right? Like I think the demonstration of Doctor Strange's powers and the space that he occupies within the universe is pretty clear that he's kind of on the same level as Wong, but in title, you know, Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme and, you know, Doctor Strange is still a master of the mystic arts alongside of him. So I, I don't think that's necessarily... I think they're sort of splitting duties at this point is kind of what it is. No, it, it definitely looks like that. I'm just wondering what, what is the future for Wong? It, it seems like he's just like the straight man to like, uh, in, in terms of like, you know, he's always, Strange is always do, wanting to do something not by the books and Wong has to be like, no, we, Steven, we got to do, a, do you know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, the, I mean, he's a, he was a librarian by trade. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's like, you know, yeah. but but I also think you need that, right? Like you kind of need that guy. And I think like, I think Wong will probably just be that guy that pops up, you know, and, and when you need him and, and uh, it's, it's Benedict Wong strikes me as like, he does. I don't think he's eager to get out of this at any point. I think he's going to be perfectly fine to just whenever they're like, we would like you to show up, he'll do it. You know, like, so uh, yeah, hopefully at some point you get a little bit more with Wong and and I guess that's where, like, if you were to adapt something like The Oath, the Doctor Strange story, The Oath, maybe you would get a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more of Wong in yeah, there. Yeah. You know, like, where, where if you do, like, a Wong-centric story, um, uh, you know, um, yeah, like, the, the, the you know, because, like, the whole thing with the oath is, like, you know, Doctor Strange is, like, investigating his own murderer and, like, Wong becomes a big part of it and it's, like, a cool thing. But, you know, so I don't know. Maybe you do that. But I'm with you. I don't know what they're doing with him right now, but I guess he's just <laughs> a powerful entity and it works for right now. The The other interesting thing here, I think, is the multiverse. Like... What is what is the future of the multiverse in the MCU? I, like they keep on like, you know, obviously it was teased with um, Spider Man, uh, the second one. What is the second one called? Not Homecoming. Far from home. Far from home. And then we, you know, actually kind of got to delve into it with Loki and No Way Home, and this obviously. It, you know, someone asked online the other day, like, you know, d does Marvel have a plan? Like, what is what is the plan 
for phase four. Like, and I think this is a, a like a, a a valid criticism because at the end of Iron Man, we know of Shield, and there's the end scene with uh, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury setting up the Avenger Initiative. So by the, at the end of Iron Man, we know Phase One is going to be about the Avengers coming together eventually, right? Right. Then by the end of Avengers, we introduce Thanos, and we kind of see that he's going to be the threat, the eventual threat. You know, he doesn't become the threat until much later, but the threat, you know, Phase Two is kind of about uh, you know Tony and the technology and all that stuff. You know, Ultron. but then, you know, with uh, Guardians, they kind of introduced the Infinity Stones, even though they were in play all along with the uh, the Tesseract and stuff like that. And, you know, it's built up to Infinity War. And then uh, Infinity War and Endgame happened, and now we're in Phase 4. And I think Phase 4 is the multiverse, but I, it doesn't seem like there's a... In terms of the other phases, it felt like while we were watching it, we knew we were we were going i mean you and i ryan can be like oh then you know we're headed towards the new avengers or we're headed do you know what i mean like we're, we're smart enough comic people no i agree that with you your the, average audience member has no idea where this is going yeah like but where are we going with the multiverse i know the multiverse is phase four like it needs to be like that's the only thing that is bringing phase four together in some way when we have like ant-man coming up which has you know kang who you know, appeared in Loki and, you know, it, it seems he like the multiverse. Remains. Yeah. If it, if it feels like something's going on with the multiverse in phase four, where do you think we're headed? Uh, I cannot take credit for this theory, but I, and I wish I could remember where I read it and I apologize as I would give this person credit, but uh, there was a, cause they, in this movie, they deal with the idea of incursions, which is like when two universes like smash into each other. That's where Sinister Strange comes into play. Yeah. Um, and the 2015 Secret Wars, not the original Secret Wars, but the 2015 Secret Wars event um, in the comics deals with Doctor Doom sort of like smashing together the multiverse and it creates like a like a new universe called Battle World, I believe it is. And so I think maybe because like the Russo brothers have talked a lot about wanting to do Secret Wars. That's one of the biggest things out there that hasn't been done yet. So I think the idea, if you look at that second Secret Wars book, and if you look at like the introducing the idea of incursions in this movie, maybe, maybe, maybe this all leads to Secret Wars. And you do that version of Secret Wars where the universe is all smashed together and that's how you get heroes fighting heroes. And, and then that also works as a gigantic MCU reset by the time it's done. Mm. So you can actually give people what they want and then and then you have your excuse to hit the big red reset button you know maybe <laughs> maybe by that time you're two decades in you know if this is let's say it's 2028 when this happens you know after 20 years you can you can essentially like you get your soft reboot interesting i'm not sure if well yeah i, I guess yeah i guess you have to be headed to secret wars at some point, at some, at some point, yeah. like, because I don't know what else the big thing is, like, because Kang is, Kang is looming, and I feel like Kang, the big thing at the end of Loki was like, I've done this, I've done every version of this, I've done all this, and he's almost like bored by it. 
And so like, what if he just becomes like a puppet master and is just like, cool, let's just smash this all together and see what, like you could easily have Kang be that guy. And like, you know, he makes secret wars happen. Like, you know, that could, that could easily be done. Well, you had a much better answer to this question than I expected, Ryan. Again, I can't take credit for a lot of that. The Kang thing was me. I just, the Kang thing I'm taking credit for there, but I wish yeah, yeah. I could, if I, I, I will tweet it out later if I remember where that article came from, because I do, that person, whoever wrote that deserves credit. And I apologize <laughs> for not knowing, but that's, I can't, I did read that Secret Wars comic, but I didn't, I can't take credit for saying yeah, that that you didn't might be where the this dots. is going. Yeah, yeah. but, but uh, so I will, I promise I will credit whoever wrote that if I find it later. Yeah. Uh, is, um, is there anything else that we have not touched on from Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness? What do you want to see? I, I, I've not asked you, what do you, what do you want to see? You, you, you Oh, I don't a, know. We're clearly uh, getting a Dr. Strange three at some point. Uh, or what, what do you, what do you, what do you want? What, what would you like to see as someone who's far less precious about this shit? I, uh, it, 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 for Dr. Strange three or for the future of Marvel? Doctor Strange three specific. Let's let, 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 let's like focus on the task at hand here. Like what 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 would you? Because clearly they're gonna do a third Doctor Strange. What do you want out of that? I I don't know because I haven't read many of the Doctor Strange is one of the comics I did not read. Okay, but I always that's thought actually like it, what, I that's always thought perfect. when he showed up in the comics, it got too weird and too like once you bring magic into things, like it's too like not ground. Like I like my superheroes to be grounded in a way, and I feel like once you brought Doctor Strange in, it's like anything can happen. He can I just, generally like, do like that's why I don't like Thor comics as much. But for some reason, like that dark, sexy magic works for me. But uh, but okay, <laughs> but but no, but that's actually a good point because like I read the comics, I'm more precious about this stuff. The MCU largely works for people that don't read this shit. So like so, just looking at what is there, what you can't, you, like you don't have anything in mind that you'd be like, I'd I like to see this in a third movie. I I I really don't. I mean, I don't know. I really like what. Let's see, I really don't have anything for Strange. So I don't have an idea for. In, in terms of the MCU, I really like what they're doing with this multiverse, and I almost wish that they had more Marvel stuff built earlier that they could do more stuff like no way home and do more like the multiverses com uh, colliding into themselves in a way like uh, what you what could you do you can only do like what x-men maybe bring the x-men in but i don't see them doing that especially after this movie it feels like yeah. this was the, the was the like this to me signals that we will not see though we will not see like Oh, maybe we'll see Hugh Jackman. Do you think we'll eventually see Hugh Jackman? No, I think Hugh's done. I don't know. I think if Marvel calls. The only, no, the only way I think Hugh Jackman would do it is maybe Deadpool 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, that well, would be the only place because the original pitch for that was they were going to be like a road trip comedy with, with Hugh and, and, and Ryan. But, but um, uh, that, you know, that's I, what I want to see. I want to see Deadpool across the multiverse. Uh, well, God, I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you want to go that way, oh, just do Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Uh, Dead Deadpool. Th there was that Deadpool kills trilogy in the comics, and yeah, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe is great. Uh, that that would be that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. I think we've hit, hit the end of this episode. We, we've mentioned a bunch of articles that are on slashfilm.com. We we have like. I want to say like two dozen articles on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness. So if you if you want to dive 
more into any of this, like, you know, who Clea is or, you know, any of any of that stuff, we have the links in the show notes. This podcast is published every weekday on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at peteritsawesome.com. And please rate and review this podcast and Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.